Hey guys, and thank you for finding your way to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and this show is about Morgellons facts. Uh, that is to say, what has been able to be demonstrated uh, for scientific purposes. So, if you hear me saying something about Morgellons disease on this show, it's got to be coming from the scientific world. It has been published in a prestigious journal, and the science, the experiments that went into producing that data are repeatable. So, if you're looking for factual information about the Morgellons disease condition, welcome to our show. Hi, and thank you for tuning in to Morgellons Discussion, the podcast on Anchor FM. I'm your host, Jeremy Murphy, and today I want to talk about this study that came out of China and basically legitimizes the Morgellons disease. So the name of this study is Reframing Delusional Infestation Perspectives on Unresolved Puzzles. Uh, This work was supported by the grants of the National Key Research and Development Program, the Public Welfare Project of Science Technology Department of Zhejiang Province, the National Science and Technology Program, and the Key Research Project of Zhejiang Province. It's kind of disparaging that the vicious communist regime of China would be able to legitimize Morgellons, but here we go, we're right into the abstract. Delusional infestation, a deliberate psychocutaneous condition, featured as a false fixed belief on being infested accompanied by somatosensory abnormality, behavior alteration, and cognitive impairment. Although management of primary causes and pharmacotherapy with antipsychotics and or antidepressants can help to alleviate symptoms in most patients, the underlying etiology of DI still remains unclear. Morgellons disease, characterized by the presence of cutaneous filaments projected from or embedded in skin, is also a polemic issue because of its relationship with spirochetal infection. This review aims to discuss the following topics that currently confuse our understandings of DI. 1. The relationship of real-slash-sham infestation with DI-slash-MD. 2. Behavior alterations, such as self-inflicted trauma. 3. Neuroimaging, abnormality, and disturbance in neurotransmitter systems. And 4. Impaired insight in patients with this disease. In discussion, we try to propose a multifactorial approach to the final diagnosis of DI-MD. Further studies exploring the neurobiological etiology of DI-MD are warranted. Alright, and so we get most of our information uh, that I pulled for this show from the discussion section in the study here. The first step needs to determine whether delusion exists or not. A delusion is defined as a firmly but false belief held with strong conviction and contrary to the superior evidence. It is distinct from beliefs based on an unusual perception, such as formication. The beliefs that patients hold could be delusional, true observations, or overvalued ideas. This must be determined on a case-by-case basis. The presentation of a specimen is not a delusional behavior. Patients with DI-MD with animate or inanimate objects can exist but the belief of cutaneous fibers may or may not be delusional. A physician is required to perform fiber analysis to identify the nature of fibers. If fibers are present and biofilaments of human origin, then they are a true observation. 
It is also possible that patients might observe fibers and mistake them for worms, in which case the idea of infestation could be an overvalued idea. Real infestation with arthropods such as mites can also occur. Additionally, some patients could have lesions with adhering textile fibers that are accidental contaminants and could mistakenly believe that they have MD, in which case they do not have a delusional belief but a mistaken belief. In summary, if a physician cannot differentiate between true observations, delusions, and overvalued ideas, they should not immediately make diagnosis of delusional mental illness. The next procedure would be screening the causes of the symptoms. If a delusional belief is present, then various medical conditions need to be ruled out, including psychiatric disorders, e.g. schizophrenia and depression, neurological illnesses, e.g. dementia, metabolic illnesses, e.g. diabetes, vitamin deficiencies, substance intoxication, tumor, dermatological illnesses, e.g. paritis senilis, and infection. History taking, physical examination, laboratory tests, and even skin biopsies should be carried out. The diagnosis of DI could be classified as primary and secondary. If there are cutaneous fibers present and the belief is not delusional, the underlying cause of the symptoms, such as potential infection, should be examined. A diagnosis of MD is more convincing when spirochetal infection is identified. If a patient has delusional beliefs and has cutaneous fibers, then testing of an underlying infection that can result in neuropathy is needed. And so you heard it right there. I mean, Morgellons is some pretty serious stuff potential neuropathies straight in the brain. And so this has got to change, guys. If if the ruthless communist Chinese regime can legitimize Morgellons on an official basis with research grants from their top university and agencies, why can't we do that here in America? The land of the free, the home of the brave, and the talented, and the unique individuals that make up our free land. What do you guys think? Send me a message. I definitely appreciate you guys sharing this show out. I know you are because our ratings are up. I wish I could do one of these every day, but... You know how it is. Life gets in the way. Talk to you guys soon. Take care and have a great weekend.